So in the last episode, I talked about challenging yourself to get straight A's in school. And there are many reasons why you'd want to make that your goal. Number one is you want to stretch yourself to be the best that you can be. And trying to get straight A's is definitely uh, a big goal to have. Um, obviously, if you want to get into top colleges or top schools, getting straight A's is going to help, but it's not guaranteed because there are valedictorians and straight A students that don't get accepted to the elite schools out there. But what I discussed the probably the most important reason to try to get straight A's is the self-esteem and the self-confidence that you're going to get from knowing that you did your best. And the discipline that you're going to get from the process is something you're going to have for the rest of your life. And really, the only thing that you have control over are your own actions. You get to decide if you're going to sit down and work hard and study and have the discipline and go for it. What you don't get to decide are whether or not the schools that you want to go into are going to accept you. You can increase your chances that you can get accepted to these schools by getting straight A's, by getting a top ACT or SAT score, or whatever it is that that the schools are looking for. You can go and look in their websites and see what their average GPAs and uh, admissions test scores are. And you know, there's certain things that you can do to increase your chances, but ultimately, whatever school you're applying to, it's their decision whether they're going to take you or not. And it's super competitive. Now, what you don't want to do is be incredibly disappointed because your top school or favorite school didn't accept you. Um, And if you look at that as a failure and you get really disappointed and if it stops you, that would be a terrible thing, right? When I got my first B in high school, I was, it was devastated and I basically quit. I just kind of gave up. Um, And when I graduated high school, I didn't even apply to college. I just kept it to myself because I'm like, okay, I didn't get straight A's. So as soon as I got my first B, I basically quit. If I continued, I probably would have got all A's except for that one B. But for me, that wasn't good enough. I figured if I didn't get straight A's, I can't get into Harvard. So forget all of it. So I'm not even going to apply to college. Well, obviously, I ended up going to college. But the point is, I put all of this emphasis and all of this importance on if I don't get into this school, then forget the whole thing. And that's not the point. That's not a healthy way to look at it. I wish I had somebody that I could have talked to to talk me down from a ledge. But when I got that B, I didn't have anybody that I could reach out to and talk to. And I just defined it as a, as a total failure. And when I decided that I wasn't even going to apply to college, my parents weren't coming to me and say, hey, where are you going to college? Or have you applied? There was just there was just no pressure. There was no discussion. It was entirely up to me. And so it's great to have a goal. I mean, whatever your school is, I, and I'm now looking at my analytics. There are people all around the world that are listening from Germany, from Thailand to Saudi Arabia, Brazil, right? It's Turkey, Poland. Um, you know, wherever it is that you want to go, whatever school that you have your eyes on, it's great to have that goal because it's going to stretch you. It's going to challenge you. It's going to make you feel alive to, you know, to have something to go after. And like I talked about in my last podcast, it's like Kobe Bryant saying, I'm going to win eight championships. Well, he won five. Did that make Kobe Bryant a failure? No way, right? People look at him as one of the greatest basketball players and one of the most loved basketball players ever. Tom Brady's goal every single year is, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. Does he win the Super Bowl every year? No, he, he doesn't win, but people still consider him to be 
the greatest of all time. So set your goal, whether it's getting straight A's or getting into the top school that you can dream of, because you want to dream. You want to dream. And if you don't make it, it's okay. Be proud of yourself that you tried. I was talking to one student and he was like, well, I basically just want to go to a state school. I'm like, really? That, that's, that's all you want? Yeah, that's what I want. And in another session when I was um, talking to him over Zoom, I'm like, look, if you could get into any school and you knew they would take you, what would it be? Well, before I could even finish my sentence, he's like, Stanford. And so the impression that I got was this person doesn't think they can get into a school like Stanford. So they stopped dreaming about Stanford. They're not even trying, like not even on the radar anymore. Like, oh, I'm going to try to get into Stanford. And I was like, you know, make a vision board, put up their Stanford or whatever schools you want to go to, post pictures of, of what it is that you want, your dream house, dream car, dream school, dream life, dream whatever, and dream, right? You want to have a dream. You want to have a goal. And if your dream or goal is to go to Stanford, don't give up on it just because you think you're not going to get in. Challenge yourself to be the best that you can. Like Tom Brady says, I'm, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. That's my goal. Or Kobe Bryant, I'm going to win eight championships. Have those dreams. Have those goals. And if you fall short of them, you're still a success because you went for it. Most people, their, their goals and dreams are too low because they're afraid of failure. And they think to understand it's not failure. It's a success. And you think, well, you're crazy. How could that be a success? I didn't get into Harvard. I didn't get into Stanford, Yale, or Oxford, or whatever school that you dream of going to. Well, maybe you didn't get into those schools, but look who you've become as a person in the process. That's your success. Who you've become as a person in the process is you were fearless. You set a goal and you went for it. And you weren't discouraged by the prospect of them saying no to you. You acquired discipline. You acquired grit. You got confidence. You got self-esteem. These are things that you get to carry with you your entire life. That's why it's a win. And that's why it's a success. You know, Kobe Bryant doesn't didn't look at himself as a failure because he won five championships. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't look at himself as a failure because he's only won was it seven Super Bowls out of possible, I don't know, 10? Hopefully I've got, is it seven, right? Because he's going for eight next. So you're not a failure because you didn't reach your goal or dreams. You're a winner because you tried. And you see these winners, these people that set goals, they don't make, make them, but they're still considered the greatest of all time. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Now, Michael Jordan you know, he didn't win for, so he became a rookie in what, 1984, I believe, 1984. He didn't win his first championship of the Bulls until 1991. He had some devastating losses that crushed them. So it's not failure. Those were stepping stones for him to get to his success. So what I wanted to talk to you is, you know, you're, you're going to apply to these schools. You don't have any control whether they accept you. You can increase your chances you just have control over your own self and your own actions and the discipline to just sit down and study. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this podcast, what kind of inspired me is I was reading an article and the article came up in my Apple news feed and I thought it was interesting. I'll tell you why I thought it was interesting. So this was, um, what is it? Los Angeles. I think it's Los Angeles. Uh, I don't want to misquote it. I'm going to pause it for a second because I want to make sure that uh, I get the name right. One second. Okay, I'm back. So it is Los Angeles Magazine. This is an article that came out 
April 19th of 2021. The name of the article is called How LA's Brentwood School Became a Battleground in the Culture Wars. So that's Los Angeles Brentwood School. So Brentwood is a very affluent school, very wealthy city, wealthy town. This is where the elite are in terms of wealth and status for sure. And what caught my eye is they're a private school. Yeah, just to give you an example of how expensive they are, I have to give an example. I'll tell you what they charge. Went to their website for 2021 from kindergarten to the fifth grade, $38,500 a year. Like that's crazy for kindergarten to fifth grade, $38,580. Wow. From sixth grade to 12th grade, $45,630 a year for tuition. Like, wow, that's like really impressive. So um, the one of the things that caught my eye is I had an employee. She was a lawyer and she worked for me for what, 2000, 2009 to 2017, so maybe like eight years. And she went to a school that's even more prestigious than Brentwood School. She went to um, Harvard Westlake, another elite school. She went to private schools her entire life. And so I always felt like, oh, I'm missing out on something. I just went to public schools. I didn't get to go to these elite private schools. And I definitely think they have an advantage, right? The advantage is you've got you teachers that are going to be very well paid. So maybe they're they're attracting some of the best teachers. The students are very competitive. So they're all peer pressure um, to compete with each other. And so, you know, historically, the, the students that go to these schools, they go to these very elite colleges, Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Princeton, you name it. And so that's why the parents pay so much money uh, to have their kids go there. So they, they have a head start and, and, and they have an advantage. But if you don't go to these schools, you also have an advantage. And the advantage is working harder than they are, having grit and overcoming any disadvantage that you might have. Now, I don't know exactly what it takes to get into these schools, right? Maybe they have um, an interview process or some types of admission process, but it looks like, at least from my perspective, if you have the money, they're going to take your kid for the most part. But I'm sure they, I'm sure they have some standards. Um, it reminds me of a video that I've asked you to watch in previous episodes called The Brady Six, which is a ESPN documentary on Tom Brady. And what I love about it is Tom Brady is all about the underdog. I've always looked at myself as the underdog, and I kind of feel like it's us against them. It's us against the smart kids. It's us against the, the, the privileged elite kids that get to go to these private schools and, and have this advantage that these Ivy League schools you know, appear to, to want or favor. And so that's why I'm attracted to underdogs. Tom Brady was the ultimate underdog. He was picked 199 out of like 262 players, I think. That's like the fifth round, high in the fifth round. That's like really, really bad. When you're picked at that that late, it's like nobody wants you. And Tom Brady in the documentary said, you know, you know what it feels like when nobody wants you? And he's like teared up in his eyes when he's talking about it. And he talks about like when he still hadn't get picked and he had to go for a walk 
and he's describing going for a walk with his parents and he just broke down. He couldn't even talk for like 10 seconds. Um, tears coming out of his eyes. I mean, he, well, at least he's all, you know, teary eyed, right? He's wiping tears off, off his face. And it was really emotional because it hurt because he knew that he had what it, what it took, but still nobody wanted him. There's another quarterback um, named Kurt Warner. He played for the Los Angeles Rams in the early 2000s. Nobody wanted Kurt Warner. He was 27 years old working the graveyard shift, I think, for, for like Safeway or some big supermarket chain. Working the graveyard shift, stacking the aisles. Nobody wanted him. He was undrafted out of college. Well, he caught a break. He ended up becoming, I don't know, like the second or third string, maybe the fourth stringer for the Rams. And he had an opportunity. I think somebody got hurt and he came in and he was, I think he came in on game one of the season. Anyhow, the Rams won the Super Bowl that year. He was a Super Bowl MVP. He was the first quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl to throw for 400 or more yards. I think he had 405. So the moral of that story was nobody wanted Kurt Warner. Nobody wanted Tom Brady. And, and look at what they accomplished. Look what Tom Brady's accomplished and is still accomplishing. And I look at these elite schools, the, these schools that you have to have money to go there. You have to have prestige status, whatever it is. And I kind of feel like, oh, they don't want me. I, I, I never had that opportunity. And it's like these schools that they don't want you. Well, guess what? NFL teams didn't want Tom Brady and they didn't want Kurt Warner. But that didn't stop them from becoming who they were. And I really feel that Tom Brady and Kurt Warner became who they were because nobody wanted them. Because they were the underdogs. They, they weren't born with a, a, a silver spoon in their mouth. And I think they had a chip on their shoulder I think that they acquired grit. They acquired this anger, this passion to prove that they're right and to prove other people's uh, are wrong. And to this day, people feel that Tom Brady still has a chip on his shoulder, that he has something to prove. And the guy has won seven Super Bowls. So when I when I read these stories about these 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 privileged kids that get to go to these elite schools, it's like my my first thought is, wow, wouldn't that have been great to go there, but you don't have to go to those schools to become who you are. Like, yeah, it would be great if you got to go to a private school your entire life and your parents spent, what, close to a million dollars, I guess, 50000 for 12 years. Um, so over a million dollars. That would be great. But you don't need those schools to make you who you are. Just like Tom Brady and Kurt Warner didn't need to be drafted number one or even you know picked high in the rankings to become who they are. Your job is to become the best person, not just best student, but the best person that you can become regardless of where you go to school. Now, when I talked to my employee that you know went to this elite school, um, private school, she's like, yeah, there are some students there and they really weren't into school so much and they're getting their grades and they didn't have discipline and they just kind of goofed off and they were just there because their parents were rich and their parents got them in. It wasn't the school that made them and their other students that made the best of what they had. Now, if you go to these elite schools, whether it's you know, high school, 
college or grad school, those people are going to have an advantage because employers are going to look for that pedigree. Oh, where did you go? Or you went to Harvard or you went to Harvard Westlake. And so they're going to have an advantage at the very beginning. But ultimately, you can still become the best person you can, even if you don't go to these schools. I was reading an article like for law schools that some of these people that go to these elite top 10 law schools, they they want to go to these schools because they, they know if they do, they're going to get to work for the top law firms. They're going to get the highest salaries when they first start out. And they're relying on their pedigree. And they know that if it doesn't work out at one law firm, they can use their pedigree and get their foot in to another law firm and another. And you see a lot of lawyers just jumping, jumping ship, going from one law firm to another. And I had read an article where they basically found that a lot of the times, the people who are climbing up the ladder to become partners are not the ones that had initially had come into the law firms. It's the ones coming from other firms or schools that weren't in the top 10 or the top 20. And the difference was the people that went to the top schools knew, I've got this made. So they kind of took their foot off the gas um, and became high maintenance. Whereas the other ones say, hey, I didn't go to a top school, so I really have to grind it out. I really have to work hard, kind of like Tom Brady and Kurt Warner. And they made themselves success you know, to, to climb the rank. So maybe going to these elite schools helps you get the foot in the door, but to really climb the ranks, it has to come from you. Just like there's so many number one draft pick quarterbacks, like they get in their foot in the door and they don't make it. Some of them don't make it out of the first year. Tom Brady and Kurt Warner, they got their foot in the door late in their, in, well, at least Kurt Warner, 27. Um, and for Tom Brady was late in the draft and, and they made themselves, right? They, they, they made the most of their situation. So don't feel like you're missing out because other people have an advantage over you. That's the story of the underdog. They're called an underdog for a reason. It's because somebody else is favored over them. And that term underdog is used in sports all the time. And we're always cheering for the underdog. We want this Cinderella story. We want to see the underdog prevail. Well, there's also underdogs that are students. There's underdogs that are in, that are, uh, in life. So don't feel left out that because you didn't get to go to a private school and you don't have a silver spoon in your mouth and you don't have all these things, all these luxuries that make it easy for other people. It's an advantage that you have. Um, I look at some of these people, I look at it like these people are really soft. And what I mean by that is they don't have the grit. They don't really have the spine because they haven't been challenged. When you look at somebody like Sylvester Stallone and what he went through to get Rocky promoted, he had a spine. He knew what it was like to live poor, and that's how he was able to say no to everybody that wouldn't let him start in his in his own film. So you have an advantage over people that have money and they get to go to the elite schools because you're going to get, you know, just like the street smarts and uh, what it takes to be successful, to grind it out and work hard. They're not going to have that. And so you should just pride yourself in that and that no matter what you do, you just do the best that you can do you be the best all-around person that you can be. And when it comes time to applying to whatever schools that you're going to apply to in college, if they accept you, great. If they don't accept you, then you don't want that school anyways. You only want the schools that want you. You know, I love competing against people where I feel like growing up they had an advantage, like they went to a better school or they had more money. 
it's what it's what gets me fired up and I really feel like it brings out the best in me. So I've always had this mentality of me versus them, right? Us versus them. So who's the adversary, right? And every hero's journey or story, there, there's an adversary, right? So for me, the adversary, it was the smart kids. It was the kids that understood everything in class. Me versus them, because I wasn't part of that group. Um, then the other group is, well, it's the, the people that have money. Well, I didn't have money. I didn't get to go to these private schools. And so it's that us mentality versus the rich people, right? The rich, the 1% make more money than, I don't know, it's 70% of the rest of the population or 90%, whatever it is, some ridiculous number. So when those odds are against me, it it brings out the best to me. And I think that's what brought out the best and brings out the best in Tom Brady and what brought out the the best in, in, in Kurt Warner. I know that when I go against lawyers, I go against all different kinds of lawyers from different educations. Some of these go to these private prep schools and and really, you know, top colleges. But when I'm competing with them and I realize like, wow, I can beat this person. I can best this person. Maybe they had a better education. Maybe they had more money. But it's when I see like, oh, they went to a prep school, they went to a private school, in my mind, that competitive spirit is like, I got this guy. This guy, they didn't go through what I went through, like the hardships and the grit and the grind. And it's like, I can outwork this person. I can out hustle this person. I can outsmart this person because now I'm proving myself that I can hang with these people and I can beat them. And these are, you know, been doing this my whole career. Lawyers have been practicing longer than than I have. And in with the law, there's all these nuances. Like if the win is in the details, the win is in the preparation and the hard work. And when I beat these guys that I feel had advantages over me uh, growing up, it's it's an amazing feeling. And it's it's just awesome. It's like, wow, you got to go to private schools and I just bested you on this argument. I just, it, it's awesome. Because it tells me, like, you went to these better schools and I still beat you. I told you when I hired this girl that went to these private schools her entire life. And guess what? She was working for me. That's, like, rich, right? That is, like, super, super cool. I didn't get have the privilege of going to the private schools that she went to. I just went to regular public schools. But guess what? she ended up working for me. In another episode, I talked about like name calling, that people will call you nerd or geek or bookworm or whatever they're going to call you um, because you want to be a good student. Well, guess what? These same people, they're going to be calling you boss later when you're running the company or you're the president or whatever. So you just you just keep that, you just keep that in mind that these people who apparently have an advantage over you, it's just temporary because you're going through a different path like Tom Brady and Kurt Warner did that's going to make you stronger, more resilient, and going to give you grit that you can compete and beat the supposedly the best of the best, just like Tom Brady that nobody wanted. And people... Tom Brady is so hard to understand for so many people because they can't understand. He's slow, doesn't have a great arm. 
you know, he's not, this doesn't have all these factors of what people think make a great quarterback. So you have that an advantage over people that have these um, so-called advantages over you. You really have the advantage because what's given to them in a silver plate, you have to work for. And that work is what's going to make you stronger and it's going to give you a competitive advantage over, over them. So just to kind of wrap things up, dream for the big schools. It's a great goal to have if you're able to go there. I think probably the best thing of going to some of these, quote, elite schools is not just graduating and great to get job and making a lot of money, but it's the relationships that you're going to form that hopefully you'll find other students that you can resonate with and and and, and just like the atmosphere of, a, of a people that are that are trying to do great things. I mean, hopefully that's what you're going to have at, at these elite schools. And if they don't take you, so what? Like I said, you don't want them. Kobe Bryant, they'd say, hey, you know, you missed that game-winning shot. And he'd say, so what? And I'll take it again and again and again and again because you miss 100% of the shots you never take. So go for the top schools. Do the best that you can. If they take you, great. If they don't take you, no problem because they're not. that's not going to define who you're ultimately going to become. You're going to define who you become through your discipline and your hard work, and that's what you have to focus on. So keep dreaming, keep challenging yourself, and keep moving forward. That's how winning's done. Don't get discouraged by your setbacks. Your setbacks are a setup for something bigger and greater. Take care.